Well, welcome, guys. <laughs> it's such a blessing to be able to come here to a church and just look on this church family and see God working in all of our lives in such individual ways. It's just such a blessing. Um, but before we do anything, let's pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity, God, to, to watch you work in this world, God, to, to just know our Creator loves us, God, as His creation. Just such a blessing, Lord. Thank you for these people here today. God, I pray that through me, through your word, God, you open the hearts and reveal to them more of who you are. God, you are so good. You are so amazing. Um, your name we pray. Amen. Anyways. Like I said, it's such a blessing to be here at Word of Grace to serve with the youth and to look now and see all these different ages here gathered in this auditorium. Um, I'm so grateful to be able to have um, an opportunity to serve with this church, with these kids. Um, it just makes my heart really happy. As much as I teach and serve with them, there's so much that they pour out on me, and I'm just really thankful for that. Not only did I grow up in Word of Grace, I also grew up um, a little outside of here, but one of my favorite things that I grew up with outside of church were superheroes, right? Who loves superheroes? Raise a hand, right? We all have a favorite superhero. And so a lot of us, that's going to be different people, right? We all have someone else, someone special that we look up to. Maybe that's real. Maybe someone that's just a hero, everyday hero. But all of us love superheroes. Now, what about superheroes is it that we love? Is it the fact that they're stronger than us, maybe faster than us? Maybe just more powerful than us in general, right? They defy the laws of nature by what they do. Maybe because they do things that we can't do or maybe just dream of doing. Many of these superheroes we know and love are common household names, right? We have Superman, alien from Krypton. He's like super powerful, fly around, shoots lasers out of his eyes. Probably one of the most powerful superheroes we know. And we have Batman, the Cape Crusader, fancy gadgets, cool sidekicks. There's so many different adaptions of them now. Then you got guys like Hulk, a plethora of different Spider-Mans, right? And you got Iron Man's, Cats in America, all these superheroes, right? And we have all these superheroes that we look up to, and all these superheroes have something that makes them unique and something that makes them special. But what's also unique about them is their motivation for doing what they do. Every hero has something that drives them to do what they do with a passion, whether it was their family being taken from as a kid or some traumatic event or someone that hurt them in any way that drives them to, to stop evil. Either way, they do what they do for a reason, like any of us. We also can't forget the heroes of the Old Testament, right, of the Bible and the New Testament as well. You had David, that story of David and Goliath. We got Moses, who uh, liberated the oppressed um, Israelites from the Egyptians. Then you got people like Esther, Abraham, Jonah, all these people that God used to fulfill his plans according to his will. What is it, though, that all these heroes have in common, other than the flashy costumes, besides the crazy superpowers, besides different gadgets and all these different special things or logos, what is it that gets people to praise them for being a hero? What is it? Well, for a superhero to be praised a good guy, we have to understand what a bad guy is, right? I mean, in every story, every movie, they all have a villain or some type of evil force they fight against, which makes them a hero where people praise them for defeating the bad guys or that evil and saving the day. You see, our world paints this picture about good and evil. We have, let me move this over a bit. We have two sides. We have, sorry, that's not the best line. We have good, right? And then we have bad. And we got heroes 
the so-called good guys. Hopefully you guys can all see that. Yeah, all right. And then we got villains under the bad guys. And so good guys, heroes, we put guys like Superman and Batman. And then we got their villains, right? Who's Superman's villain? Just name one. Lex Luthor, there we go. Superman fan out there somewhere. And what about Batman? Probably Joker, right? Scare Get out of here, Scarecrow. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like Razzle Ghoul or something, man. Get out of here. Uh -huh. Anyways, we got these two sides, right? We got the good guys and the bad guys, the heroes and the villains. And we divide up, or the world likes to divide up these people into those who do good and those who do bad. The good guys are people who do good things and save good people. And the bad guys are the bad people who do bad things and try to hurt the good people. These two sides battle it out, and most of the time, the hero wins, right? Overcoming the odds, defeating the villain, and saving the helpless citizens. For that reason, the hero was praised and admired for all the good he did. Praised for the lives he saved, and the bad guys then taken away to jail or killed where he pays the crime he has committed. Now think for yourself, all, for a second. Out of all these stories you've heard, movies you've watched, comic books you've read, all these news clips and everything, how many times do we see the hero die? Only a handful of times. Rare, rare occasions they die. In most cases, the hero dies, sacrificing his life for a good cause. Whether it's a little boy trapped in a car or a bad guy holding a helpless family hostage, the hero swoops in to save the day, willing to die for the innocent. Even if it means sacrifice to the hero, it's worth it if it means the villain, the evil, is stopped and those people are saved. Well, do you know that of all the heroes we see today that we call superheroes, there's one hero who's far greater, far more superior to any hero we read about, any hero we see on screen, and that hero's name is Jesus. Now, what, makes, now what is it that makes Jesus greater than any superhero? Not only is he alive and living, he's not fictional like Superman and Batman, he's real, he's very real, he's working in our universe today. He's the creator of this universe. It is the creator sustaining this creation. Not only is he the son of God, but he's God himself, who is far more powerful than anyone, anyone, anything we can imagine in this universe. We can't even comprehend, come up with the power, the might of an infinite God. As David says in Psalms 147, verse 5, Great is our Lord and abundance in power. His understanding is beyond measure. We can't even measure, we can't, we can't even comprehend how great our Lord is. But what also makes Jesus greater than any superhero is that Jesus died for the bad guys. Jesus gave up his life for the villain. Jesus didn't give his life up to save good people. Instead, he did it for the bad people, for you and me. But wait now, you're saying that I am the bad guy, I am the villain, I am evil? How can that be? Well, God tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us are sinners, are bad people from the moment we are born and enter in this world. We've all done bad things, and because God is good, we deserve to be punished for evil ways. God who is righteous cannot be in relation with someone who is unrighteous, that being us. Like any other villain, any other bad guy who is stopped by the hero and taken to jail to pay for their crime, so are we to pay for our crime for opposing the creator of the universe. Now I know what you're thinking. Don't forget about Satan. Don't forget about the devil, right? Who's also prowling around like a lion seeking to destroy God's chosen people, his children. 
And that's very true, but we also are sinners. We also are evil in our own nature and do bad things. We have... This is how the world started off to be, as we read in Genesis. It was God in the beginning, no one before him. There will be no gods after him. And he created all of creation, this world, in the time of seven days. That's the best tree you're going to get. Uh, <laughs> and then you got Adam, right? The first male that he ever created. And then you have his wife, Eve. You got some hair there, you know, to tell him different. But anyways, in the beginning, as we read about in Genesis, we have God, and we have Adam, and we have Eve. And everything is perfect, just as God designed it to be. But then Adam and Eve, while listening to the serpent, went in on their own desires, their own pride, and wanted to be like God. They wanted to know everything that God did and have his power, have his might. And that led to their disobedience. And thus they ate from the fruit of the tree of good and evil. And because they disobeyed God, they were thrown out of the garden. Thus, the relationship between God and man is separated. Man being sinners, God being sinless, being holy, being righteous, being good. And we have this gap in the middle with our relationship between God and us destroyed because of sin. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear because of our sin, we are separated from God. Sin separates us from God, from our Father, from our Creator. God who is good cannot be in relation with we who are bad. That being said, let's turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 5, starting with verse 6. It's up on the screen too. All right, I'm going to start. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one would scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Going back to verse 6, it says, While we were weak, helpless to change the fact that we have sinned, that we oppose God our own nature, Jesus died for the ungodly. That ungodly is us, on a whole separate separate end of the spectrum than God himself is undeserving to be in relationship with him because we are the bad guys. We are sinners. Then verse 7, for one would scarcely die for a righteous person. Notice Paul is talking about how impossible the chances are that someone would die for a noble cause. A good man. It's impossible because only God is good. One would barely die for a righteous person. Righteous meaning someone who is good, who morally follows the law of God. It says maybe, just maybe, for a good person, one would even think about dying. Slim chance. But honestly, guys, look around you. Would any of you guys seriously give up your own life for someone in this room? And maybe someone, some of you guys have made sacrifices. I'm sure all of you guys have in some shape or form. And even so, I'm sure many of us are like, oh, for my spouse, my husband, my wife, I would gladly die for them or my children. But now do you love someone that much to die for them? Think about some bad people, though. Some of the worst people you can imagine in your life. They're evil. Now, do you love them enough to die for them as they continue to do wrong? And maybe they've hurt you and done things to you that you're not, that you, that you have this anger for them in your life. Do you love them enough to die for them? 
Honestly, if it was me, I'd be like, no way. No way I'm dying for that person. After what they did to me, after the pain and the heartbreak they caused me, no way. They don't deserve my help. They don't deserve me to spare them. Now going back to our superheroes. Have you ever seen Batman give up his life to save the Joker? I don't think so. Or Superman to save Lex Luthor? Or Spider-Man or any other hero, right? Now some of these heroes have died in any movie and books. But it was all for a good cause, right? It was for a best friend or to save a helpless city, right? It was for a good person, for a good moral cause. None of them, though, have willingly gave up their powers, gave up who they are to die for the villain, to die for the bad guys. And why is that? Because they are man-made superheroes, and to us, as men and women, we can't comprehend the fact of someone so great, someone so morally just good, dying for evil, wicked people. And that's what makes Jesus better than any superhero. But guys, this is what God did. We are the villain. We are the bad guys. We are the problem. Jesus is the only solution. We have sinned and still sin against God daily, even unintentionally and even intentionally, right? Whether it's beating up your younger siblings, lying to our parents, cheating on homework, there's way other stuff I could say, but for, for this audience, I think that's good. But as verse 8 says, Jesus loved us enough as sinners that he was willing to die for us. What kind of love is that? Well, we're still dead to our sin. Jesus, God himself, humbled himself to that of a child, grew up as a man, did God's work, faithfully not submitting to any temptation, growing followers, and then he gives up his divine powers and dies for sinners, for the bad people, for you and I. The only person who deserved to be called good died for the bad. Someone would know, something no one else would ever do or even think of doing. Jesus, who unlike all these heroes we've grown to love, is not only real, alive, and living, not only is he more powerful than anything in the universe, but he loved us enough as sinners to die on our behalf so that through faith in him, we can be forgiven of our sins and made anew, allowing us to be in a personal relationship with God. Jesus took our punishment. He died so we could live in him. And because of Jesus, because of the sacrifice he made, that this gap is bridged by him and him alone, allowing us, through faith in him and repentance, to walk in a relationship with God, to have that relationship that was once destroyed, reconciled with God himself, but only through Jesus. He's the only way. The only way we can be with God for all of eternity is by repenting of our sins, believing in Jesus, believe that, believing that he died on the cross for us, and three days later rose from the grave, defeating the greatest threat to all of mankind, sin, death, sin which separates us from God, but because of Jesus, through faith in him, we are forgiven of our sins, and our personal relationship with God is restored only by him. But what kind of person does that? What kind of person, what kind of love must one have to die for bad people? Jesus deserves our praise more than anyone else, any superhero, any hero, anyone else we know of nowadays. We have all these great superheroes who fly around, shoot webs, <laughs> climb walls, any, any, all these different things they can do. All out of all the love for the people they protect. Then you have Jesus, God himself, who is not fictional, who is not just a work done by some comic book artist, who came down to earth, took the form of a man, took our punishment that we deserve, took God's wrath, and only through faith in him can we spend eternity with God. Now I don't know about you, but of all the superheroes we know and we love, that is someone I want to follow.
I want to celebrate and I want to live for him each and every day. And thankfully, Jesus allows us to do this, but it's not always going to be easy. Unlike logos of Superman and Batman with all those symbols, if you were the symbol of Jesus and if you are marked as a child of God, it will not give you praise. It will not give you all this stuff that we think it will. It will mean suffering and hardship. But knowing that we have the most powerful person all of history on our side, his strength to get us through temptations and trials is enough to keep us going each and every day. Superheroes are fun and all. It's hard not to imagine being super strong, smashing things or driving around, beating up bad guys. But with Jesus, you don't have to imagine because he is real and he is the only real hero in this world, in this universe. Let's turn to John chapter 3, verse 16. And we're going to read actually to verse 18. I know it's not up there, but we're going to read anyways. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. For those who believe in Jesus, they know he is the real hero. He is their savior. He is my savior. He's the one we deserve to live for. He's worthy of all of our praise. Why is that? Because for those who believe in Jesus, God has made their sin known to them. The only way to be made right with God is through faith in Jesus, whose blood sacrifices, saves us from God's wrath, and purchases forgiveness for our evil ways. Only through Jesus can we have a relationship with God restored. No amount of good works, no amount of coming to church, no amount of reading your Bible, no amount of anything else can do that for you. It's only Jesus. He is the only way. Only by placing faith in him, recognizing that I am a sinner, I am a bad person, and I need a savior. I need Jesus. He is my hero. He is my savior. What makes him far greater than any superhero is not the fact that he's real. He's God. He defeated death itself, but the fact that he died for the villains. He selflessly gave up his life for the bad guys. He didn't do it for himself. He didn't do it because we deserved it. He did it to pay the price for our sin, so that in him, we can have a personal relationship with God. We can have a reconciled relationship with him. So instead of giving all these heroes that we see on screens and we read about in books, all this praise and spending our time worshiping them and talking about them, let's talk about the real hero, the only hero that we know and the only hero we need to live a life of purpose, of glory, to glorify God as we were designed to do. Because without that, we can do nothing. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. We are the problem and Jesus is the only solution. And the longer we sit in our sin and the longer we put off knowing Jesus and deny and sit in our unbelief, the harder it's going to be to turn to him. But luckily, God wants us to be in a relationship with him, is actively calling us to him. So instead of asking all the time, what would Jesus do? Let's ask ourselves, what has Jesus done and how does that change my life? How does it change my life knowing that there is a hero out there? There's a savior out there who died for me, whose love's unconditional, who wants us in relationship with him. But it takes us recognizing that we are sinners, we are evil, and we need to put faith in him to be saved. And with that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so unworthy. God, we think all the time we see people do things to us. We get angry at people and elevate ourselves above them, Lord. 
We think we're great and all. We think deep down we're good people. And we hate, we hate to be viewed as bad people, God. We don't like to admit the fact that we've all done bad things. And many of us know what they are. But God, you've always been there in our lives. Whether we know you, whether we have a, we all have a relationship with you, God, but whether it's personal or not is up to us. God, help us realize that Jesus is the only hero. He's the only way to you, Father. God, he loved us enough to die for us while we were sinners. We were the villains. We were the bad guys, God. And Jesus, the only good, the only one who deserves to be called righteous, God, died for us on our behalf so that through faith in him we are saved. We can live a life glorifying you, making disciples, giving you the honor and giving you the praise. God, reveal to us more and more of our sin. Help us recognize that we need Jesus each and every day. We need you every day, God. You are the vine, we are the branch. Whoever remains in you, he it is that bears much fruits. But apart from you, God, we can do nothing. No fruit will be born out of our lives, God, without you. We cannot live a life of purpose without you, God. We are dead to our sin, dead in our ways. And the only solution, the only way to fix that is by Jesus. We thank you, Father. God bless us as we continue our day. Continue to make yourself known to us, God, whatever way that may be. In your name we pray. Amen.